Welcome to the Discover U.S. Lawns podcast, a series designed to enhance your discovery process by allowing you to get behind the eyes of a U.S. Lawns franchise owner. In each episode, you'll hear directly from a U.S. Lawns owner about their journey and experiences in the landscaping industry and with U.S. Lawns. These stories may prompt questions that you can review with members of the U.S. Lawns team or with other U.S. Lawns franchise owners in your due diligence process. Without further ado, here are your hosts. Hello, U.S. Lawns podcast world. Welcome, Ben. Good to see you. Good to see you, Matt. Justin Adcock, thank you for joining us. Good to be with you guys. Yeah, we're here in uh, Orlando. It's a little bit cloudy, humid, no breeze. That's Orlando for you. We're having a great time, and it's been really awesome to be around uh, people face-to-face. There's nothing like good interaction that way. So, Justin, let's kick this off. I've heard a lot of great things about you. Awesome to meet you in person. Can you tell us a little bit background info so people know who you are, how long you've been in the system, what brought you here, and all yeah. that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So, my former business partner, Ken Beasley, was in the system for a long time. Ken lived in Natchez, Mississippi, as did I. He and I were personal friends. Built a business together, um, self-storage business, and some other commercial real estate ventures, and I watched Ken for eight years in U.S. lawns, and we started talking about, you know, we need to move from Natchez and expand, grow, and do other things, and he and I were both kind of ready to do that. He ended up in Springville, Alabama. I live in Fairhope, Alabama now, but had the intention of moving to Texas, so I contacted U.S. Lawns and asked them to carve out a territory in North Central Texas if there was anything available out there. And that's where the Sherman, Texas uh, territory came from because I had the intentions of moving out there and um, ended up moving to Fairhope instead. But um, after that, uh, bought Vicksburg territory and ended up trading Vicksburg into Alexandria. And then just recently, we acquired New Orleans South and um, started January 1st of this year in New Orleans. So we've got three territories now working, only been in the system for a couple of years. So very much a newbie. That's incredible. I mean, that's impressive. Obviously, a lot of ambition on your part. The self-storage, I'm fascinated by self-storage. You know, like, that's beside the point. We're here to talk about U.S. lawns. (laughs) Do you remember, like... So when you're making that transition, you just saw, hey, U.S. Lawns model works, or like what what attracted you to jump in and dive in the deep end? Yeah, so I mean, Ken and I rode together every day for over five years, and you know, I went through the moans and groans of him growing his business, and I identified it to be a sustainable business, something that you could build to be part of a team bigger than yourself. And and for the past 22 years, I've been a contractor, most of which, you know the business lived and died with me. You know, if I weren't there, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And as a paper contractor, and it was it was just tough in that business for that many years. And, and so as we started to look to move, our family, I just said, you know, this is a great time to make a transition. And I've done this for a long time. You know, we sold everything we had, sold our businesses, and my wife sold her dental clinic. We said, all right, where do we want to move? And so I identified U.S. Lawns to be a sustainable system, something that you could do and be a part of something bigger than yourself. That's awesome. Then you had a great question for Justin before we started recording. Do you remember how you put that? Yeah, he's, he's built an amazing team. And I'm um, just wondering, you know, what, what is your magic secret to building effective work teams? 
Well, it's funny because when you say he's built an amazing team, truthfully, we've built and slash acquired an amazing team. And in, in fact, part of that team is what we purchased. I mean, we knew that the team in Alexandria had some real go-getters. Um, Joey Gotro is our manager over there. He's unbelievable. Um, uh, Cody Morgan's our business developer. Fantastic. And and I've got a business partner in Josh Hargan who's just, you know, Josh keeps everything together. While I'm out thinking about crazy ideas, he's keeping our feet on the ground and making sure that we're checking the boxes and doing the things that we should be doing. So we have an amazing team. We have built amazing teams. It's always been, um, I guess I'm a baseball guy. I'm a team guy. And it's always been kind of a passion of mine to try to enrich others' lives, especially the people around me that um, live and work with me. And over the years, I've, I've been able to do that and seen some successes and enjoy it. Still very close to those people, um, a lot of guys that I've developed over the years. And so just have a passion for it. And I, and I think that that's probably, you know, 90% of the secret is to be intentional uh, about it and to have a passion for it. Um, so that's pretty much it in terms of, you know, building amazing teams, just really have the intention to do so. That's great to um, hear you say that because it's like, um, it's not necessarily like new, but it's great to hear like these reminders, like on the important things. You can have the best systems and processes, and but if you don't have the, the right people, it doesn't do you any good, you know? So having the right team, the right people in the right place. And you know, for me, I love seeing people just grow and develop. It's like, this is really awesome. So, and thank you for sharing that. You know, coming out of the workflow, you know, coming to Orlando to take a little break. Have you been able to stop and think like, wow, you know, if I was going to share with someone thinking about starting U.S. lawns, like this is what I learned, like do this. Uh, is there anything particular that stands out for you? You know, for the past two years, I would say that it's been such a um, storm of such. You know, we, we, we bought Alexandria in March 2020. Two weeks later, the world gets shut down. And we're sitting there thinking, mm. what in the world? How is this going to affect our business? And it did. And, and we had to make decisions on the fly. We had to be flexible. Um, we had to change the way we did business, to change the way that we communicate with our customers. We had to do things that we didn't anticipate having to do when we bought that business just because of the challenges that came along with COVID, you know, supply chain shortages and everything else that have come along with it since. So honestly, um, if I had the opportunity to answer your question, uh, to sit down and talk to somebody about starting a U.S. Lawns, and, and we also we experienced an incredible amount of growth in a hurry. Um, I mean, year over year is just an amazing percentage. And I, and I think that while we had to do that, it probably wasn't the best idea. I mean, if you, if you could, in a perfect world, model how you grew, the growth that we experienced this year was probably beyond the pale. And so you can get to the point of diminishing returns. So if I had to tell somebody, hey, this is what I would do if I bought a U.S. Lawns, A, you know, it starts with good people, good teams, manage from a position of strength and be organized. And I think if you have good people and do those two things, I think it will work. The model works. We've seen it work. You, you know, walk around all weekend long and talk to people that have been in it for in and out of it for years and it works. Mm. It's 
good testimony. And that's not paid for, by the way, for all you listeners out there. Oh, it's not. <laughs> See y'all. <laughs> that's great. That's great. So Ben, uh, what are you thinking about there? You look pensive. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm always thinking about um, the audience and the listeners and what what could we ask that, that really elicits some thought-provoking response that actually helps them. Because if I'm a listener, I want to walk away a little bit better from the episode than when I first joined it. So I, I'd ask Justin, you know, if you had one or two or maybe even three pieces of solid advice that you give, maybe not for an owner that's been in for a week, but maybe someone that's been in a year, two years, and is looking at you and your teams thinking, man, I, what do I need to do to excel to that point? Well, I would think that if somebody's looking at us and thinking that, you know, in some sort of, you know, sense of admiration and want to get to where we are in a short period of time, it all starts with sales. And we did modify the way that we approached our customers. We, we sell um, consistently. Sales is a process, Ben, as you know, um, being sales coach and everything. Like the way that we go about pursuing new customers and the way that we have grown our existing customer base by, you know, selling enhancements. You know, when I got to, to Alexandria, they were 90, 10, you know, 90 contract maintenance, 10, 10%. And when I told Joey Gotro that we were going to sell, you know, I think our goal, our first goal was 30,000 in contract maintenance a month. He's like, it's never going to happen, you know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. And and so we just kept pushing it. We kept pushing it. We kept pushing it. And then, I mean, now we we stay booked out for weeks and we never, we really never drop below 100,000 of sold enhancement on our board. And so, again, it was about being intentional. Um, it, it was also about Joey accepting that we could do it. So, you know, it goes back to the old adage, and I'm sure that you know Henry Ford um, saying, those who think that they can think that they can't are both right. And, and so he really had to accept that. So that there had to be buy-in. Um, so one, sales. Two, be organized. Have your systems and process and and processes down pat. Make sure that they work. Make sure you're getting the information and analyzing, using the information that you get. And then three, don't be scared to fail. I, I, I was telling Josh on the way down here, you know, it's like driving a boat. You look at a pylon across a stretch of water and you stare at it long enough, you're gonna hit it. And and unfortunately, I think so many times our fear it captures us, and then we end up failing to or becoming exactly what we were afraid of. And so don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid to try something different. You know, don't be afraid to try something you've never done before. I would recommend you go and be educated on it, do research, make sure that you do an appropriate amount of, uh, I guess, gaining competency and go after it. You know, that's what we do. There's no magic sauce. We we roll, we work, Mm -hmm. and all of us do. And the one thing I'll say about the people that work for us, top to bottom and it's so hard to make somebody come on be a part of your team have buy-in accept your your philosophies and really care about what you're doing but that's what you've got to have mm-hmm. that's what you've got to have mm-hmm. 
that's our challenge as owners is, you know, to figure out in this world because, you know, I'm, I'm getting older and a lot of the guys that we hire are younger than us, you know, younger than I am. And I don't really understand where they come from. Their, their world's a little bit different than the way it was back, you know, years ago. You don't manage this generation the same way that you manage previous generations. They do have options. And so you really have to coach more and inspire, um, I think, just to get them to buy in. You know, and I'm glad you brought that up. That's a million-dollar piece of advice. You and I had a conversation uh, a week or so ago, and you did something extraordinary that I would have appreciated uh, if a boss or an owner would have done this years ago with me. And uh, could you share a little bit about uh, something you had your guys read to really help impact them, not just for your business, but just their life. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I've always been a big self-development guy, you know, way back since I was a teenager. And, um, and I like the old stuff. Like I like the fundamental old stuff, the, the Napoleon Hill, the Norman Vincent Peale. So I bought Think and Grow Rich for a couple of my guys. And when I went to the, the shop over in Alexandria, I handed it to them and said, Hey, read it. It will change your life. And it will. Um, it will help them. It will help them identify who they are, what they're fr- afraid of, why they should be afraid of it, if they should be afraid of it. And in my mind, you shouldn't. Um, but it is important, I, I think, for all of us as owners to pour into, and I use that term intentionally, pour into our employees and our team. Uh, I don't even like calling them employees, really. I like to call them team. Um, and let them know that we care about them. If they're being the best possible version of themselves, they're going to be the best possible version of an employee or a team member that we need. And that that goes for me too. When I'm in the weeds, when I'm not doing well, when I've got more on me than I can handle and I'm running hard and, you know, dealing with chaos and, and my head's in the clouds, I'm not focused. And this business takes intense focus. And so if I'm not focused, how can I expect for them to be focused? And uh, so I I do think that personal development and sharing personal development things with our our team members is important. It's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, years ago, a good friend of mine, he uh, brought the term, I don't know if it's new or not, but he's always talking about personal drives the professional. There's sort of like this misconception, you know, it's like, well, you just live your life, come to work, punch your card, and then like you're super employee or team member. Then you punch it out and you go back to your mess, you know? Um, it just makes a lot of sense. If we, if we stop and help and pour into people, it's great for them, it's great for us. And there's a synergistic effect that takes place. It, and it's awesome. And that's what the good does, you know, it keeps on going and going, so. Well, and I'll tell you too, as you were saying, I was thinking like, I care about my people legitimately. Mm-hmm. If I walk up and I see them and I feel like something's off, they look haggardly or they look tired, you know, they look wore out, you can see the exhaustion in their face. And, and we do have guys that are bought in that work for us relentlessly. And if I see that and, and I feel like, hey, you know, I'm worried about so-and-so, um, we will we will take the time to, to pour into them. But the reason that we do is because we genuinely care. And that's the reason I'm doing it. Like I said, I'm, I'm, you know, we could have done any number of things, but I really wanted to be a part of a team, a part of something that was bigger than just me. And, um, and, and Josh and I have had 
fantastic time working together. I mean, we really have enjoyed it. I mean, there have been major moments of frustration and stagnation and feeling like we're stuck in a rut. And there's also been some awesome victories. And so it's it's about mountains and valleys and knowing how to deal with it. It's about conquering chaos and not being afraid of it. You know, so we do care about our people genuinely. And they know the difference, by the way. Um, they do. Um, I met a young man that works for us a couple of weeks ago while I was in Pineville. I was on my way out. I was actually kind of spot checking properties and trying to catch up with the crews just to see what they were doing while I was over there. And um, fantastic guy. Works hard. So I go home or go back to the office and I ask Joey, I'm like, hey, what's the story with this guy? He's like, man, that guy, he's walked to work for like two weeks he's like if we don't have something for him he'll walk to the office and come in the office and say hey is there anything I can do today I was like what's the deal why don't you know he's like well he doesn't have a driver's license a lot of the guys in Louisiana that we have issues with you know they don't have a driver's license I said what's it take to get it because of unpaid tickets or what have you and um, I said what's it take to get him get his driver's license he's like it's $600 I said when I leave here you go tell him that I'll pay personally if he stays with us for 90 days, I'll pay personally for half, not all of it, because he needs to work towards it too. I'll pay for half of the fines so that he can get his driver's license, have him start going through the curriculum for being a gardener, and go ahead and have him start going through the curriculum for being a crew leader, start talking to him about his future, and, and go ahead and lay the groundwork for him to become an accru- become a crew leader. This guy's going to be amazing for us. Mm-hmm. He's a great, great guy. But he knew when I left that day that I cared about him. You know, there's a connection there. And that's the kind of people you've got to identify and, and, and keep and, and appreciate um, it's it's a different day in labor, and um, and and that it, not that it would be, not that I would have a different mindset if it were not a different day. Um, it, it, it would it would still be the same. Mm. It's encouraging. It is. Love hearing that. Yep. Love hearing that. It's uh, hope for all of our listeners out there that if it uh, at least gets you to stop, you know, and think a little bit, maybe reassess. Uh, have some awareness and moving forward. Um, just think it's wonderful. Well, just looking at the clock here, Justin, it's time for you to go enjoy yourself some more here in Orlando. Uh, really appreciate your time. Yeah, I think we have a lot of uh, really good, impactful information uh, from you and appreciate your witness. Mm-hmm. Really do. So thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. Ben, you are awesome at closing. Oh, well, thank what, what's you. our closing remarks? I, I should be. I mean, I'm in sales, man. That's, I just want to thank Justin again. Always get great value when I speak to him and uh, other great owners like him. Thank you again, U.S. Lawns, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to U.S. Lawns Connect. We hope we've provided information and solutions that help you succeed. Subscribe to our podcasts so you stay connected.